Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So, what would you do if your wand worked? Poof, done. Your magic wand worked. Poof, done. Poof, done. Listen to how quickly action happens. Poof, done. Poof, done. Our mythology has many examples of of saviors like Jesus. He he goes into a leper colony. Poof, done. He uh, he creates food for the masses. Poof, done. See how short that narrative is? Poof, done. Here's a need. Poof, done. Here's a need. Poof, done. Really short narratives. But if you look at our... The lights just flickered. I hope the power doesn't go out. Um, if you look at our uh, institutions, we're not really targeting the, the poof done thing. We're not. Even though Jesus said, you're going to do everything I'm going to do and more. What? You, and I was, I was thinking about this the other day. The other day, they left the... Uh, they left the story of Jesus intact. They gave us a savior. They could have suppressed. They gave us a savior. And the savior said, you'll do everything I will have done, that I have done, and more. So we were given a savior. How come we're not, quote, saved, unquote? There's so much suffering on the planet. All the saviors, all the deities of all the religions, of of all the religions on the planet have come and gone, and here we are in karmic tsunami. So what is it about the savior archetype? Are they all off at super savior school? And then they'll come back and they'll kick suffering's ass? Should we sit on our derrieres and just wait for the super savior round of saviors to come save our ass? Yeah, no. Jesus, from my perspective, is a rock star. And I say that very humbly. He he demonstrated point blank the potential of the human persona, the human genome. And he invited us to have the same experience. Poof done. Poof done. So where are the the savior schools that that are are leading to the poof done narrative? In other words, where are the institutions that empower us, the persona, the human genome? Where's the institutions? Where's the academics? Where's the the curriculum that is intended for us to fulfill? To, to so, if Jesus said you're going to do everything that I've done, that would turn us into saviors. So, oceans of saviors, legions of saviors. 
the we have the savior archetype but it's not about the savior Jesus, when he's up on the cross, he wasn't a gnat's ass from saving the the world from suffering. The Roman Empire was expanding their war plans. Jesus didn't come close to saving humanity. Not as an individual, but absolutely as an example. Poof done. Poof done. What if you walked into a hospital? Poof done. Poof done. What if you walked into the slums and fed the masses? Poof done. What if the earth was covered with a billion Jesuses? We should be to that number by now. We've had 2,000 years. Where are the Jesuses? Where are they? All right, I'll come down. Or not. Uh, I'm excited for tonight's show. I really am. We're going <laughs> to... Uh, just a disclaimer, we're not supervised here, so we might <clears throat> come off the rails. The topic tonight is healing with a loving heart. God, you got to love that. And our guest tonight is Dr. Susanna Stoica. We're going to bring her on in just a minute. What well, I Excuse me. What I like about tonight's episode is um, we're going to talk about the the mechanics of of energy work, the mechanics of energy healing, the mechanics. What does it look like in the human persona when dis ease enters our our persona? And I'm, I don't want to put any context to it because I'm anxious to hear what Susanna has to say. So let's get to it. After a double concussion, Dr. Susanna Stoico used her prior experience of working with brain trauma to develop her own unique recovery program. Having a special ability to work with a human energy field, Susanna can correct energy field irregularities, allowing the body's body's innate healing program to work again. Susanna has lectured to doctors, nurses, medical students, and lay people alike. She, print, she presented her work with brain injury at a conference at Harvard Medical School, and her findings on delayed brain trauma were published in peer-reviewed medical journal. Susanna is also a certified healing touch practitioner and a certified hypnotherapist whose expertise in emotional healing is more applicable than ever in the wake of the stress caused by these last few years. You can learn more at her website, stoica.com, S-T-O-I-C-A.com. Join me in welcoming Susanna to the show. Susanna, we finally got you on the show. Welcome. 
So you've written a book, Healing with a Loving Heart, Discover the Power of Energy Healing. So we've been talking before the show started. Can you share with our audience how you experience other people's energy and how you can perceive dis-ease in their energy field? Oh, I am working, first of all, with people at a distance. Even if people are living very close to me, uh, I find that working at a uh, distance with their, using their picture as a connection point uh, is much more effective. Uh, the reason being that people are so excited when I am starting to work that they talk all the time. So I can't <laughs> concentrate properly. <laughs> uh, they have all sorts of questions and comments, and um, I can't go as deeper. So I work with people all over the world because the distance doesn't matter. And uh, what I perceive are changes compared to the overall energy field. Any per- every person, actually every living thing, it can be a plant, a, a dog, or human have this field uh, that is both inside our body and around our body. And uh, every person's field is a little bit different because it's a combination of all the frequencies of the different organs and muscles and bones and so on. And once I perceive the general feeling of the field, then I go through it, I can uh, feel if certain areas are different. Now, that difference can be the field being slower or being thicker or being hot or being cold. So anything that is different from the general feeling of the field is what I need so to call, so to speak, to fix. Uh, right. And uh, what I found very interesting is that the one that determines our state of health is actually n- not our physical body. Our physical body is the best comparison is with computers because I am a computer in design engineer. Um, it's like a computer hardware, and our field is the one which modulates the way it functions. So when the field is out of balance, there are undesired changes in the field, we can function properly. But if a healer comes in and adjusts the field, relaxes the field, and make it uh, function properly again, the innate capability of our uh, body, which we are born with, that drives us to be healthy, can kick it in again. And uh, I was very surprised because I, I, when I started doing healing, I was com- uh, convinced that uh, it depends on the physical body, uh, how healthy we are. And then I found out that actually this field is the one governs the proper functionality. Nice. So that's what it is. Uh, people usually during the session, 
I ask them to be do anything relaxing which you, and be by themselves, of course, so I don't have to read multiple fields at the same time, um, uh, except of two things. One is they shouldn't go outside because people who were stressed for a long time tend to fall asleep uh, immediately like a switch. So it's not a good idea to be outside. And the other thing is that I don't want them to eat while uh, I, the session is going on because then uh, due to the energy movement, if they have any issues with the, their digestion, they can get nauseous. Right. Well, I, I like that because for myself, um, I like what you're talking about, the energy field of the of the person um, I was having, I was starting to get ulcers and I had a digestive tract problem for a decade. And, and then I, I had this episode where I released out of my psyche, out of my persona, uh, a lot of anger in a, in a very short period of time. And it startled me and it changed my life forever. But I released out of my psyche this very caustic, chaotic energy and all those symptoms disappeared it it was clear to me that the symptoms the ulcers and the digestive tract problems were a byproduct of an immense amount of emotional energy that i had in my psyche if that makes sense is is that what uh you're relating to yes yes uh, the reason you had uh, um, the problem with the ulcers, it depends what is your weak point if you are out of balance. So what's happening when we are uh, have these negative or constrictive emotions, literally uh, our energy field collapses. It becomes... Uh, one can even feel it when I teach. I show people uh, an exercise on how uh, an energy field expands when we are happy, when we are thinking about somebody whom we love, um, uh, about uh, compassion. The field literally expands, and as soon as we uh, get angry or uh, upset or fearful, the energy field collapses. So what happened with you being uh, holding all this uh, trauma, basically, it's an emotional trauma, right. uh, the energy contracted. And when you were able to release that, uh, it expanded. Now when the field is contracting, the Physical cannot work properly. It's impeding. Right. And when you release it, it relaxes, and uh, you didn't need the ulcers anymore. Right. Well, um, I really like how we're talking about this because uh, some of our listeners might not have thought about energy work, or they might be new to energy work, or... They might even feel like they might have the the energy healing, like I do energy work. And for 
decades ago when I when the notion of do, me doing energy work for other people, my Western brain, my engineer brain said, well, this, no, this doesn't make sense. There's no, you can't draw a line between this etherical energy and disease in the body. And what I like about this conversation and what I really like about your book is that well, yes, you can, and you've 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 really taken quite an inventory of diseases and talked about your experience with how those diseases look in the energy field of others. Um, I have your book now. I'm looking at addictions, Addison's disease, allergies, ALS. I'm not going to try to pronounce that one. Arthritis, asthma. Asperger's, autism, I mean, and and you're experiencing these diseases as uh, a density in these people's energy field. So when you go to uh, work on them, how do you, what's the experience like to first perceive the dis-ease and then when you actually do the energy work, how does that feel to you? Uh, basically, when I work, I I am in a state of both deep relaxation, like I would be in the deepest meditative state, and at the same time, it's very focused because I have to be, uh, both perceive the the person's field as well as I have to to listen to the intuitive. Uh, uh, information that is coming of what should I do with the field. Uh, while I am trained in in uh, healing uh, practice, you know, as everybody else, I my work is deeply intuitive. So I was a healer before I went for the courses. The reason I went for the courses was because I wanted to meet people like me and be able to talk to somebody about it. Right. So that's what I like about tonight's show is we're talking to you about your experience. So this is this is very cool. What What were you saying? Uh, it is very important that uh, when one is doing healing, it's very focused on the on, during the session. Basically, I don't uh, perceive anything around me while I'm in the session, because otherwise, if you uh, don't listen or you are uh, not focused, uh, you don't get the person the full benefit of the session. Right. Have you noticed uh, uh, like common traits to people that don't have diseases? In other words, is there a, uh, some aspect of their personality or disposition? Um, they're forgiving, they're happy, they're lighthearted, they don't take things seriously. I mean, what do happy people look like energetically? I mean, healthy people. Uh, uh, usually, uh, people who are uh, 
able to maintain their their health uh, are able to discharge emotions very easily. It doesn't mean that they don't get emotional, but instead of dwelling on the issues that came up, they are able to switch to a, a more positive uh, mental state. So, for example, if somebody suddenly gets angry because I don't know who was, uh, let's say the boss was really um, uh, putting them down. Right. Instead of instead of going and dwelling on it as he says and being very upset for the rest of the day, person goes to the desk and say, poor my boss, probably he had a really bad day today that he behaved this way. I am really, uh, I feel compassionate towards him. It changes completely the picture. You recognize that it happened something, but you are able to release the emotional charge. And that is is basically the secret of all the big uh, gurus they are in a constant state of positive approach. So you do feel the emotion. It's not like you, quote, control or suppress or push down the emotion. You allow yourself to feel the emotion. And instead of taking it on like a burden, my boss got mad at me, the day is ruined, and negative and negative, you feel the emotion in the moment, and then you you uh, you look at it in a positive context and release it in the moment, and and is that the mechanism of yes. of uh, staying al- healthy? Yes. Uh, also, um, usually um, negative. Uh, emotions come up uh, certain reasons. We cannot recognize negative characteristics in somebody else unless we have them. That's a very interesting thing. So another uh, thing that you might do is to say, okay, uh, this person acted badly. Why is that making me so upset? What am am I doing? Similar to this person that actually triggers me. All right. And so if you do that, basically it's it's an interesting learning experience. And instead of focusing on being upset, you are focusing on what should you learn from this uh, instance. So what you're saying is the emotions that you see or are drawn to in other people playing out are are for you to be able to have that experience, that emotion has to be, um, is typically found in your psyche. And so to to use the witnessing of other people's emotions, uh, Use that as a, a internal reflection of your own persona, 
and and look yes. for and contemplate the notion that that you have a uh, a similar emotional disposition a similar uh, disposition or uh, what is triggering the question is why is this triggering me and it might be a, an old memory or it might be something that i do uh, which is a, not the best thing or inappropriate but i didn't see it in myself until now and this person is basically holding up a mirror with their way of behavior and right. when you recognize that uh, that actually you don't like as somebody who is witnesses then you recognize that you shouldn't do it either and immediately the dis- uh, the emotional charge of that particular happening is gone right i like that well can you give us some examples of of how emotions and particular diseases i mean so uh, a client comes in and and they have this particular disease can you give us some examples of uh uh diseases and their emotional um undercurrent so to speak uh one of the typical uh, uh full in emotional uh diagnostic is fibromyalgia uh, fibromyalgia is basically a deeply emotional uh illness and it happens when somebody is under a lot of emotional stress for a long time and it uh in the book I fibromyalgia, but it it's usually fibromyalgia as any other disease is when you don't express your negative emotions in a uh, to the outside and you keep stuffing it down and stuffing it down. And it was demonstrated that basically you you store them everywhere in our body because you you have the neural system can store it in any part of your body and when you are relaxing then you can release them so actually i know about it because i had i was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and i would get into uh, uh, two or three weeks in bed i wasn't able to move out of bed it was so bad Uh, very deep uh, pain constantly day and night and the reason I had it was because I I uh, went from one day to the next uh, from being a highly respected engineer and working after engineering hours in a medical practice as a healer to being nothing, not even being able to remember words in any of the languages I speak. That was the emotional part. The other part was that I was in constant horrible pain and no one could help me. So I was, uh, the stress of constant pain, which sensitizes, by the way, the neural system, combined with uh, seeing absolutely useless, in my view, uh, eventually uh, resulted in fibromyalgia. 
what is interesting is I was able uh, to release all the fibromyalgia. It took me about a year and a half by doing emotional work, deeply emotional. What I also found uh, that is extremely interesting is that with relatively high accuracy, you can uh, figure out what is going on in a person's life from the type of illness they have and where in the body is happening. For example, uh, if somebody has problems with the liver, usually is uh, the person has a lot of anger in their life. If somebody has a problem with the pancreas, they are missing sweetness in their life. Um, lower back is usually uh, associated with uh, financial issues, uh, worrying constantly about uh, finances, uh, if you have shoulder problems, uh, usually you you are feeling like you are carrying too much of a weight, emotional weight, and so on. So it's very interesting. The body talks to us. Well, I find it curious that particular elements like lower back pain and financial duress, how it how it maps so. Um, straight across so to speak it's uh um well if if we all went through a particular challenge say 2020 and um we all experienced well i guess how you experience the emotion is not the same as the emotion itself but 2020 turned so many of our lives on its head. Did you notice uh, an upsurge in a particular type of dis-ease from our emotional reaction to that chapter? I found that people uh, uh, were uh, storing a lot of fear. Um, They were, some people were, were really, really depressed uh, to the level that they were afraid of getting out of the house even when uh, COVID was uh, uh, already not a big problem. And uh, they had a lot of anger, which was uh, partly because they lost income, uh, being uh, stuck in the house, um relationships uh, a lot of relationships became very strained people were in a in a small space together for right. a long time which uh, usually doesn't happen right so i found the uh, really the outcome of covid as being uh, heightened emotions because those emotions somewhere existed for the person but it was it didn't become so bad until they were faced with this uh, spectrum of uh, in the beginning at least uncontrollable disease so fear can be you mentioned uh one of the emotions you noticed from 
2020 was uh, people's fear. Is Fear seems to be a pretty general term. There can be all kinds of fear. Did you notice a particular part of the body that the fear of 2020, the fear that 2020 stirred up? I mean, was was it common to see people um, like lower back or whatever based on the fear of of that chapter of our lives? I found people with a lot of um, uh, lower back pain and uh, uh, pain in their um, knee and hip because those were uh, were typically related to not knowing which way to go. Right. Uh, yeah. So they wow. they uh, for uh, a lot of people felt lost because they didn't know where their luck will take them, um, especially in the very beginning. Well, how how could you make yourself resilient to that? In other words, um, so 2020, all the everything that was quote normal fell apart. How can you be okay and not drop into fear when you don't know what's coming down the pike? Very, um, I think that you can generally do for keeping yourself healthy. And uh, there are uh, one of the very important things is to hydrate yourself properly. The reason being that when you are not hydrating properly, your whole body doesn't work properly. You are not eliminating the toxicity from your body. The whole digestive system doesn't work properly, uh, which causes also your mind not to work uh, its best. So any when we are toxic, any negative emotion becomes much worse. The other thing was to, to eat healthy. Uh, healthy meaning uh, to have um, vegetables, uh, fresh vegetables, like a big salad at least once a day. And uh, that is imp- uh, I'm not eating, of course, uh, heavy stuff like uh, fried food and uh, very fatty food, especially with animal fat. Um, Though if you don't eat heavily, then again, your mind works much better. Your body can function much better because the energy is not taken up by the digestion. So when your body is uh, relaxed, it's properly fed, basically it can deal uh, with anything that is ordinary like an illness much easier because it has the resources to deal with it. One of the problems with with, uh, COVID is that people, especially older people, uh, kind of uh, didn't have any more the relationships that they used to have before COVID. And that is a big problem because when uh, we humans need the companionship, we need the relationship. We need the discussions with other people, uh, the interactions, 
telling the stories, listening to the stories. And when you uh, don't have those, basically you any problem you have becomes much bigger. Very, very important thing. And uh, another thing is to, to move. Uh, being stuck in the house is not... Um, it meant for some people interpreted it that shouldn't get out of the house, which is all wrong. Actually, those who who took time to walk around outside were uh, kept their health much better than people who who were stuck in the house. So those are a few very easy things that uh, people can do. Also, if you do deep breathing, any illness you have, if you do. Uh, the deep breathing, when slow deep breathing, when you push out your your belly, so you feel completely your lungs. You hold in the air and then you slowly release it. It oxygenates your body. Again, the body can functions better, and your brain gets oxygenated. So the negative thoughts don't stay so easily with you. These are all things that don't cost money. You can do. Anyone can do them. And it's a big difference. Even if you get sick and you continue doing this thing, the illness will go away much faster. Very nice. Well, we have about 15 minutes left. I'm looking at your book now, and and towards the beginning of the book, you talk about the healing process. I'm just going to read a few of these off the origins of healing, the mechanics of illness, allopathic versus alternative medicine, perceiving the energy changes, limitations to healing, do healers get sick, ethics of healing, and lessons I've learned from healing. If if people in our audience feel like they're drawn to do energy work and they haven't done energy work before what what would you say to them as far as uh what they might want to know about doing energy work on other people first of all anyone can do it uh some people would be better at it like in any profession, and some people would uh, just go with the basics. But we are doing it. Actually, any mother who kisses the boo-boo does healing. Right. So uh, anytime you hug a person wholeheartedly, you are healing. Anytime you go to, to a store and you say something nice to the lady who is... Uh, at the checkout desk, you are you made the day. You are you gave them healing. So healing is given uh, automatically. We don't even realize. But if you want to go past healing, um, actually, if you just want to try it a little bit, I have another book. It's called Reluctant Healer which is a very easy-to-read introductory book, uh, you can read that. And at the end, I gave some exercises where people can perceive the energy to see how it feels and uh, 
I gave uh, some very easy way of removing pain. So you can see that if you are really want to do work with it, and if yes, I would uh, warmly recommend Healing Touch, which is a wonderful program which was put together by a nurse, a PhD nurse from Colorado. And uh, she, this program is very, very detailed. And by the end of it, and this requires a lot of practice under supervision. So by the time you get through this program, you have a very solid base as a healer. Now, do you have to, I mean, uh, so somebody who uh, has a sickness comes to you as an energy practitioner. If, I mean, can you take on their energy and take on their sickness as a result of that? I mean, how do you, how do you manage your own energy as it relates to your patients? Oh, uh, that's a bad idea to take it over. Um, well, right. I mean, but but, but some people, some people, they sit there and and they, oh, I'm so sorry that you feel this way, and it's like they're they're tuning into the energy and um, taking taking it on themselves. You don't want to do that, really, right? Uh, in the beginning, when I only started uh, to uh, perceive the energy, I would pick up everybody's emotions, and it was horrible. I was walking past people, and I would feel happy and down and happy and angry and uh, <laughs> elated and uh, fearful. It, was, uh, it wasn't a fun thing. So I decided that I'm not going to pick up anything anymore. Uh, uh, I will work only during the session. And the very simple thing to do that is you declare from now on, I am not going to pick up such and such. And it's all intent. The, The energy work is intent. Help this person, you will help this person. Actually, healing is uh, sharing unconditional love with another person. That's all. So you want to do that or you want to to, uh, pick up their energy? Picking up their energy is not not beneficial for the person you are working with and it's not uh, beneficial for you as a healer. So the only thing you have to do is to decide that you are not going to be, pick up other people's energy. You are only going to witness, witness it and do the best you can to help them. Right. I like that. Well, now, what if I'm a, I'm a listening to this show and... I don't feel like I'm an energy healer, and yet I have a disease. I have a, a pain or um, Lou Gehrig's or, or whatever the disease is. 
can, how can we work on ourselves in this energy field, even though we might not be psychic enough to see it or have any experience with it to know that it's there? Uh, especially in uh, when you have a very serious diagnostic. First of all, I have to to have the disclaimer: healers don't work with labels. I call this uh, medical diagnostics as a, being a label, uh, because we are working with energy imbalances, and it's very interesting that you can have uh, a number of uh, labels and actually when you work with a person um, to have kind of the same uh, energetic pattern of the illness because everybody is different same energetic imbalance can manifest in the physical in different ways in different people right uh, so if you have a, a serious diagnostic, don't try to self-treat uh, yourself. Not even as a healer would I do. Would I recommend that? And the reason being is when you have a really serious diagnostic, you are already fearful. And when you are fearful, your energy field is collapsed. So you are not you are not at your best to 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 work on yourself. And right. generally, uh, it's not the best idea to work on yourself uh, unless it's something that is doable. Most of the time, uh, every alternative healer has somebody or a few somebodies who who are helping uh, keep them healthy. Right. Well, I mean, but... Um things that you can do to stay healthy, um, processing your emotions instead of suppressing them, um, yes. paying attention to your triggers. Um, th these are things you can do just in your day-to-day, moment-to-moment life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But if you have a serious thing right. that happens serious. to you, it's not a good idea to self-treat. Right, yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. Um, it it's a so the if you look at um, uh, the emotions behind the, these uh, diseases, um, like for myself, my dad was in World War Two as a as a sergeant in the Pacific campaign and he came home decades before I was born and he had five heart attacks in his life one of them was really massive and um I can only imagine the pain in his heart as he watched the carnage of war play out in front of him day after day, month after month, for a year and a half. And and to take on that kind of stress, that that kind of intensity with what's typically called PTSD. Um 
how do you even how do, how does uh, PTSD and 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 some of the the more intense kind of uh, uh, psychic impact on people's persona? How does that look energetically? Uh, like any stuck emotions, um, actually. Um, I am able to go into the energy field and I, I feel these uh, compacted blobs of emotion which I can take out of it. <laughs> so uh, PTSD is, is basically stuck emotion. And, and a lot of it. It's uh, usually a bigger blob and a denser blob. In their psyche. Uh, in all over the body, in different parts of the body. Okay. It's not necessarily the head. It's all over the body. It depends what they... they uh, it depends on what they experience as well as where are the weaknesses in the physical body. Right. Well, now, um, we're getting towards the end of the show. I want to talk about you now. Um, you've talked about working with clients. Now, uh, and and you talk about working with people all over the world. If I'm a listener to the show and I want to work with you, um how do they go? Uh, t- tell us about your practice. Do you like to have um, uh, a long term, like three months, six months, where you meet every week, or is it just a few sessions? T- tell us about your practice and how our audience can work with you. Uh, first of all, in order to to contact me. Um, they can go to my website, either my last name, which is S from S Healing Brain Injury dot com. It's the same uh, site. It's two pointers to the same site, and uh, there is a, a page where they can contact me. Uh, I work with people usually uh, most of unless it is something which is uh, chronic for a, and was there for a long, long time, most of the sta- uh, time it's a handful of sessions. And the younger the person, the faster the reaction. So the less sessions. Because when people are older, I have to be very careful of not shocking the system by releasing too, too many... Uh, stressors from their field at the same time. So have a discussion of about uh, 15 minutes before uh, we start the sessions because I want to make sure that I am the right person for uh, to help them. But sometimes, uh, uh, for example, if a person has a chronic backache, probably I am not the right person to work with it. Unless I perceive from the discussion that they, uh, the backache is simply emotional, uh, I would refer them to uh, go to a chiropractor or osteopathic doctor, uh, depending on what I get as an impression from discussion. 
but I can feel from uh, the uh, tone of the voice what what they really need. And once we have the discussions and we uh, agree on a time when is the best uh, to do the session, and we proceed from there. Well, very nice. And uh, tell us about your books and where we can get your books. All my books, uh, I'm just about to release hopefully next week, my 10th book. And all of them are available from Amazon.com. So if you type in my name, Susanna, S-U-S-A-N-A, last name S-T-O-I-C-A, you probably can get all my books. You can see them. Or you can see the description of all those books and the pointer to Amazon from my website. Plus, on my website, I have to also mention that I have links to uh, all the interviews that I have. So it's a lot of information that they can have uh, before signing up for a session. Well, very nice. An hour can go by pretty fast. We've come to the end of the show. I want to thank you, Susanna, for being our guest tonight. I very much have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I really have fun. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking with Dr. Susanna Stoica, and the topic tonight has been healing with a loving heart. What I really liked about tonight's conversation is the idea of healing with a loving heart. She, towards the end there, she talked about holding the the person in unconditional love. And in the beginning of the show, I was talking about Jesus. Uh, I like to think of Jesus as an ambassador of unconditional love. And I think a lot of the power, the power that afforded Jesus to have that um, um, ability, many call miracles, of of healing all all manner of disease, including raising the dead. It's just a scratch. No, you're dead. Um, tonight's show uh, was was a look at kind of like the theoretical the theoretical energetic components of this ease cuz um ethereal uh if indeed the the healing is an, an ethereal shift in energy then it's easier to understand the poof healed poof healed poof healed experience that Jesus had. So anytime we can talk about the mechanics of disease, the emotions of disease, the energy of disease, I always like those kind of episodes. So tonight was spot on that way. I want to thank you, the listener. You've shown up for yourself. Here you are now. You've taken the time to search out 
this show and you've listened to the show and here we are up to the end and here you are. I celebrate you. What an exciting time to be alive. I, I think uh, it seems like humanity has been in the pressure cooker for a while now. And and as more and more people connect with their own um, inner passion, inner vision, inner inspiration, and they get excited and motivated, I think we're going to see a, a, a new chapter of humanity that probably is going to be different than anything we've ever seen before. We, we're seeing such transformational change at a very, very deep level of the collective and of individuals. I'm very excited for the future. I'm very excited to see what what um, humanity creates out of this strong desire. The, the heart of humanity is hungry for a more authentic story, a more nurturing idea of the society, of the culture, a more passionate expression of self. And we're all watching that happen. How cool is that? Well, time's up. Always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.